Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Maryland's got a cornerback named Deontay Banks who's moving up draft boards. In fact, Kuyper today, Danny, had him mocked to the Vikings at number 23 overall. Uh-huh. Okay, he's a corner for the Terps who had a, a breakout huge season. He just ran a 4-3 at the Combine today. People get how fast that is, right? That's just so ungodly fast, dude. 4-3, 40-yard dash. Going to go in the first round. He had Terp. Good for him. Good to see the local guys showing out at the NFL Combine. We've been telling you we're giving away Caps tickets today right now, so let's do it. 800-636-1067. Got to be caller 10. You're going to see the Capitals and the Devils. March 9th, that is six days from now, 7 p.m. late next week. Limited tickets still available to see the Caps at Capital One Arena. For more information or to purchase tickets, go to washcaps.com slash tickets. Uh, Let's give you a little lay of the land for D.C. Sports this weekend. Wizards caps in action and here in town at Audi Field, the DC Defenders playing a game as well. Let's kick off the blitz there. And to talk about the 2-0 defenders, we've got one of the two quarterbacks who's been taking snaps for them. De'Eric King was a star in college. You remember him from his time with Miami and Houston, and he has been toting the mail, one of the you know, leading rushers for the DC Defenders early this season. De'Eric, thanks for the time. We appreciate it. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm doing well. Thanks for having me. Two and zero start. You guys have been not only playing great defense, but benefiting dating back to even three years ago from the home environment at Audi Field. I was there for the opener. I thought it was hopping. What'd you guys make of uh, the fans coming out for you in Week One? Man, it was a great atmosphere. I mean, the fans were going crazy. Um, you know, we feed off stuff like that, so it was, it was pretty cool to see for our first game. Hopefully, this this week coming up, we have similar or you know even better. So I uh, appreciate all the fans, and you know, that make our job a lot easier. This weekend, 1 o'clock start, what are you expecting? A lot of fireworks, a lot of touchdowns. You know, we got a really good defense. Um, you know, um, hopefully we come out there and play a complete game and just from start to finish and, you know, and, and get another win. The game is between two undefeated teams, 2-0 Washington and 2-0 St. Louis, the Battle Hawks. They're quarterbacked by A.J. McCarron, who actually turned down a handful of million dollars in the NFL to come to the XFL so he could play because his kids had never seen him play. Uh, after he was a star at Alabama, and he'd been a backup in Cincinnati and some other places in the NFL. So should be an entertaining game. What have you thought about the quality of play? As a guy who played high-level college football, ACC, couple of conferences with some really good teams, how do you feel about yeah. the quality of play in the XFL so far? Yeah, I think it's really good quality of play here. We got really good players. A lot of guys who play in the NFL, you know, play big-time college football. So um, it's competition every every week. Um, you know, it's all close games and people are watching. So um, I think the play is really good, and uh, it's only going to get better as the season goes on. How close to where you guys want to be is your offense at this point? How close do you guys feel like to breaking out? I think we're super close to breaking out. I know we got we to gotta get the passing game going. And I think once we do that, you know, the sky's the limit. Uh, our running game has been doing okay. Um, but, you know, we got to put everything together, have a complete game. I think if we do that, man, it's going to be a good season for us. Derek King, quarterback with the D.C. Defenders on Grant and Danny. They're coming back home. One o'clock kick Sunday afternoon at Audi Field. And they're trying to get to 3-0 and on the young season. Are you in this league just to kind of, hey, this is a way to make money or I love football, or is the goal for you and for everyone to eventually get to the NFL? Like, make that make sense yeah. for us. 
Yeah, I think majority of us, you know, we you know got a taste in the NFL, whether it's practice squad or been active. And, you know, we're here trying to just get good tape and get back to the league. You know, we all love football. Uh, we've been playing it our whole life. So it's an opportunity for us to you know, put some on film and hopefully get another shot back in the NFL. With that in mind, here in D.C., Taylor Heineke was a starter for almost two years for the Commanders now. He played yep. – he didn't even play in the XFL as a starter. He was a backup, right? But, yep. I mean, yes, that speaks is. to some of the quality. We saw P.J. Walker get a start for the Panthers this past year, and he had one of the best-graded PFF games of the season. Had six big-time throws without a, a turnover-worthy play. What are those types of things when you see those XFL QBs playing well in the NFL do for your confidence that maybe you can hang at that level? Yeah, I think it does a lot. Um, you know, I'm I'm actually pretty cool with Taylor Heineke. Um, you know, I talked to him before I joined his league to get just to get his opinion about it. Um, so seeing him and guys like PJ Walker have success, I mean, they, that motivates us. You know, it's, I think it's a lot of good players out there. It's just you know, NFL roster is limited, so guys getting more uh, more exposure and actual tape. I think it's going it's it's going to show a lot of people that you know other guys out there can play as well. And uh, we just try to take advantage of our opportunity. I always like to ask guys that were very recent college stars like yourself. Things have changed in college football with with uh, with NIL and it's a whole different yeah. ball game. It seems like in terms of uh, recruiting and the like. Just curious, what you make of it? Yeah, I think it's great for the players. You know, um, you know NIL is a, it's a it's a big deal. You know, I was there one year with NIL. Um, you know, anything that that benefits the players, I'm all for it. So I'm I'm excited for those guys, and I hope I hope they take advantage of it. Um, it's a really good head start on life on the real world. So if they can you know make some money while they're in college and you know invest or you know, learn how to manage money, learn how to work with people, work with companies, it can only benefit everybody else. So I'm I'm, I'm happy for those guys and I hope it keeps going. Hey, Derek, I know you guys were busy, you know, working, but I am curious yep. if you noticed anything last game with uh, the beer snake getting taken away in the end zone and then the lemons being thrown. What would you think about all yeah. that? I thought it was pretty cool. I mean, obviously we all want the beer snake back, but the, the limits was pretty cool. Uh, hopefully XFL allows our fans to, you know, do the beer snake. I think that's what makes our – no experience unique. You know, our fans are really, really, really good. So, um, you know, whatever they want, whatever makes them happy, I hope the XFL allows it. Derek, thanks for joining us, man. Good luck this weekend. Yes, sir. Thank you. Let's go up a level, Darius. Hit that commander sounder for me. I got that. Somebody, Pete Haley, Embassy Sports Washington joins us. Do you think, Pete, they get a deal done with Deron Payne? Pete. Normal and- there you go. Sorry, start again, buddy. We just got you. Okay. Um, I would think no. And even if this ownership situation was solved and, and solid for the next 20 years, I think it'd be dubious to put a long-term deal on Deron Payne and invest so much in two defensive tackles. It's just such a rare way to build a team in this day and age. But because of the ownership murkiness and perhaps the money problems, I just think there's too much going on. So I think it's going to be Deron Payne plays on the franchise tag because Ron needs as many super talented players as he can get to try and keep his job. And maybe, maybe they trade him. I would say that's the next likely. And then I think there's a big gap. And then long-term deal is by far the third most popular choice in my own mental poll. Should they consider trading him? Uh, I understand that it's so annoying to have a, a very valuable asset like Deron Payne and have him walk away for a comp pick that really ends up as a fourth rounder at the end of that third round. And it's always important when you're building a team to maximize assets and make sure that you're setting yourself up for future success. But look, I, I think it's pretty tough for that uh, trade to be of equal value. I think it, it makes sense to keep him on the franchise tag and then you let him walk next year. 
Um, if Fidari Mathis had played last year and had been healthy for 15 or 16, 17 games, this would be a little easier, but you don't know what Mathis is. So I think keeping Payne for this year, letting guys like Mathis and Ridgeway develop behind them, and then you let Payne walk next year. Again, it's not going to be for much. It's going to be vexing when it happens, but having him for this season, letting him dominate more Jonathan Allen, and then having him walk next year so your backup's a little more prepared, this is one of the few spots I'll advocate for letting the franchise tag guy play here and not trade him. Pete, we all like Chase Roulier, but the fact is he hadn't been healthy uh, for, for a couple seasons now. Big cap number. What are they going to do there? They just sort of roll the dice and hope he, he gets back? Is there is there a renegotiation available? Is, is he going to get cut? I I just think that's such an onerous um, uh, a dead cap situation. What's going to happen there? Yeah, and it's not just Chase. It's also Tyler Larson. They've had their two top centers get injured and land on IR, each of them, the last two years. It's been horrible luck, and it's really derailed some things. With Chase, I think they can take their time. They don't need to necessarily rush. But I do think it's going to have to be a pay cut situation. And anytime, as J.P. Finley has said many times in our podcast, anytime you approach somebody for a pay cut, you got to be ready to just give them the straight-up cut. Um, I think Chase would maybe be amenable to it. He seems like a reasonable guy. I think he likes it here. He signed that long-term deal a few seasons ago. I think he enjoys being a part of the Washington franchise. And he would have to understand that there's just so much – uh, doubt about his situation. So I think they would approach him for a pay cut. And uh, if for some reason it doesn't work out, then center becomes one of the things you need to attack in the draft. Even if Chase does agree, I think it's a spot they need to, you know, draft or find some guy out there in the market who can have a little more of that position flex. I know West Schweitzer can play center, but that didn't really work out so well last year. So find someone who's more of a natural fit, whether it's a true center or a guy who can play a little bit more. Pete, Ron Rivera was on with PFF from the Combine in one of the 83 interviews he's done since the end of the season with a national outlet. And he was asked about the quarterback position, and he basically said, we're looking for a guy that's okay being a backup who might be able to steal the starting job, and I'm paraphrasing. My question to you, though, is, like, is that the right plan, and how do you feel about that process where essentially they're going into looking for a veteran quarterback with the premise that it needs to be a guy who's happy to be a backup? It's a strange uh, thing for an NFL coach to admit that he wants competition, but not really competition because he has a guy that he wants to win. It's just not what you expect in a sport that's so serious about just fighting every inch of every day and trying to win as much as you can, especially for a coach who, again, is is on the brink of losing his job. But I just think they're in such a tough spot. There's not going to be a noticeable upgrade around. They, They feel burned by Wentz and, Howell has shown a very, very slim glimpse of being worth something. So I understand that this is what's likely going to happen. I think it's going to be a Brissett or a Minshew or a Mariota, a guy who probably isn't going to wow you in camp and can just step in in November if you have to, if Howell's really struggling. Uh, but overall, it's just so odd that they're bringing in the enemy. They have all these players on offense, but they're just going to roll with Sam Howell. I get it, but again, I'm just like, oof, good luck, guys. I'm glad I'm not the one coaching uh, my fourth season with this quarterback situation. I'll put it that way. Pete, outstanding Beltway Blitz appearance. You have earned yourself two, that is two, espresso martinis. Excellent job, buddy. Thank you. Oh, hell yeah. Thank you for being so kind. I appreciate it. Yeah, listen, you do a great job. You get yourself an espresso martini. Two times <laughs> over. Have a good weekend, my friend. Darius, please, por favor, hit that wizard sounder. We're going to do it. That's Grant and Danny. That's right. The Wizards, GP. Toronto's ahead of them in the standings. You wouldn't have known it from last night. The Wizards were the better team start to finish. Really solid first half. Didn't dip off in the second half. Outscored Toronto in both halves. I thought played pretty good basketball. Kyle Kuzma was awesome. Fred Van Fleet was horrendous.
Has anyone ever missed more shots than he missed last night? And usually against the Wizards, by the way, he's very comfortable. That's why it was stunning to yeah. me. I don't think that's going to happen Saturday when they play again. But Good win for the Wiz. Kuz with 30. Porzingis with 25. Gafford 18. Bill 15. Are you going thumbs up or thumbs down on the Cherry Blossom Pinks for the Wizards? Thumbs down. You hate them? I, I don't hate, but no. It's not, I, I don't like it. I'm thumbs up on them, although here is my hot take. I love them, if I could say in person, like at a game. I'm sure they're awesome. I don't think they play on TV very well. I don't love – and it's high definition, NBC Sports Washington. I just don't love – it's just a – it's loud. It's it's yelling at me. It's a lot of pink right in my face. Now, I think if you're at the game or you just see a jersey hanging in a store, I think it looks awesome. And for that reason, I'll give you a thumbs up on the Cherry Blossom Pinks. I think they're cool. I just – I don't know. On TV, it's – the best word I can say is it's it's just yelling. It's really loud. Yeah, I feel like it's a it's a special occasion jersey that it feels like they're wearing every night all of a sudden. You know what I mean? Like, when you the wear... players start digging something, I think they can just do what they uh, want to do. And right? that's what happens, I suppose. Yeah, but it's uh, it, it is a lot to deal with. But I'll say this: when those when the big three are healthy, this big three, whatever you want to call it, Porzingis, Beal, and Kuzma, medium three, they're fine. This is a decent team. They're capable of beating some people. They've played well recently. Where you, you beat Toronto, you beat Atlanta, uh, a couple good games, you know, under their belt. They're not as good as the top upper class of the Eastern Conference, which are championship contenders like Boston and Milwaukee and, you know, if, if, if Philadelphia is right and, and even Cleveland, a couple other teams. Semi-large three. So they're here. This group is – this is what they're doing. This is it. So you either got to get enjoyment out of it or you can be like me, irritated no matter what the result is. Moderate three. Three people. <laughs> right? That's what it three is. Three guys who are pretty good at basketball. They're pretty good. It, does, it doesn't have the same ring as big three, but right. like, we got three guys that we like. There's three good. I'll say this. Three good players. Three good players that people have. Nothing, wrong, nothing wrong with three good players. Nothing wrong with it. Tomorrow, 5 p.m., Raptors at the Wizards. We're doing this thing again. Yeah. Same team. So this this is, this is the new deal. This is a smart thing by the NBA. I know it's a little bit odd, but it's trying to eliminate back-to-backs. So a lot of that is travel. So they're doing these little mini Mississippi two-pieces where teams play each other twice over the span of three nights to eliminate some of the travel. It's neat, and it kind of gives you like a mini playoff vibe. Sneak in some hockey real quick on the Blitz. Caps are off tonight. NHL trade deadline just came and went at 3 o'clock. I believe Brian McClellan talking this afternoon, so if he says anything compelling, we will have it for you, although he's scheduled to join us, I believe, on Monday. Monday. I think we're going to talk to Mac coming up early next week here on Greg and Dave, but... They did their heavy lifting before today. You didn't have to worry about the deadline for the Caps. They got that work in. They made moves. They sold off. Coming off of a win against the Ducks in overtime last time out. Two goals and a 3-2 win from Tom Wilson. Back in action tomorrow night in San Jose. They're out west. A 6 o'clock puck drop against the Sharks for the Capitals. uh, Their first of a couple of games before we talk to McClellan early next week. Grant and Danny with you on the fan. That there is your Beltway Blitz. Five o'clock, I'm pumped about this. We're going to catch up with John O'Rand of Sports Business Journal. We have him on sometimes just to take the temperature of what's going on around the sports landscape in sports business. I want to ask him about a couple of things going on with TV rights. Number one, there's this massive developing story that could Uh affect the Nats and Masson ultimately, which is RSNs and baseball teams and the ability for MLB to just take over and stream games. I want to ask him about that. But did you see this thing that it was not yes, but MSG is doing in New York? Yes. They're talking about essentially bundling. You just like an app that you would get. You have Apple TV. You have Netflix. Mm-hmm. You basically get the MSG app. If I'm cons- getting this correctly, 
and you watch the Knicks and the Nets and the this team and the that team and the hockey and the basketball. All the New York teams. And, and there's enough of them because they have two of everything. But basically, you would pay X amount of dollars per month or a couple hundred dollars for the year, and you just get all those games. That sounds like a possible way forward. Now, I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing for the consumer. It's another app. It's another amount of money that might not be already on your YouTube TV or whatever you're using. But I am just fixated Yes. I want to talk to John O'Rain about it coming up at 5 o'clock on Grant and Danny. Ron Rivera talking about who might compete with Sam Howell and what that quarterback might look like. We'll discuss that next on The Fan. You guys are jerks. If you're a longtime listener to the show, you know why this song has a special place in our heart. So it's the one song Danny requested not be played at his wedding reception. For whatever reason, the DJ just decided to play it twice. So the guy that we met with, the boss of the company, I I found out a week or like 10 days before, was not going to actually be the DJ at the wedding. This guy was a pro. The dude that actually did it didn't care at all. And just sort of did what he felt like, because like he's the DJ and he knows best. He probably just plays bangers, and this is a banger. Yeah, I'm sure it is. I said to the, I said you have three instructions. Instruction number one: you cannot play too much Michael Jackson. If you think, oh, I've already done five, can I do six? Yes, run back Billy Jean. Play, uh, uh, you know, any any play beat it, play bad, anything. Play Michael Jackson all the time. Every fourth song should be a Michael Jackson song. It's my wedding. Do what I want, please immediately. Second thing. <laughs> We're not doing any stupid chicken dances or cha-chas or slides or any of that crap. None of that stuff. We're not doing it. But definitely do the Cupid Shuffle every hour on the hour. Whatever that is, I'm not doing it. None of those things. You know, no gimmicks, nothing. We're going to do a YouTube video. Everybody gather around. Cha-cha, lose time. I'm not doing it. <laughs> Everybody on the floor. None of that crap. Shut up. Play the songs. Number three, under no circumstances, at any point in time, are you to play, hey, hey, today. Stop it. That song is called Soul Sister by Train. And I woke up today. The reason Darius just played it. <laughs> true story. Woke up today, getting dressed, brushing my teeth. It's just in your head. For some reason, and I won't, or well, I'll die not knowing why, that song, I couldn't stop going, hey, hey. hey. Haven't thought of the song in years, never liked the song, just for some I, reason. But I, all I could think about was you. I think about it once a month. And so I, I just couldn't stop saying it. My wife's like, why are you singing that song? And I was like, I don't know. Then I played it on the Alexa. And the kids start dancing, and they're having a good time until they were over it. You know, they had about a minute of paying attention, and then they, you know, soft bunny wanted to go upstairs or something. But soul sister, man. Soul sister. There are multiple people I'll never forgive. One, that DJ. And two, Train. I will never forgive them for that, for that song. You never told me. I found out from a friend. That you're going down to King George County, essentially. I am. To perform stand-up comedy. Yes. I feel like you kept this a secret from me for some reason. I don't I don't think I did. You are performing tomorrow night in Colonial Beach. Yes. On a riverboat. On a riverboat. And what's, here's what you don't know is that is like the best entertainment. My parents live in KG still. Uh-huh. They're going to go now. I told them last night. I'm like, Danny's on the riverboat I'm performing on, on the run. Night. Yes. That riverboat is like. That's one of the many things people in King George, you can go to Fredericksburg and go to the Colonial Beach Riverboat. Like, 
That's fun stuff. It's man. what the uh, my the guy that booked me was like. It's actually like a really fun crowd. It's always energetic. It's really fun time because so my like parents a, are going to take some deal. friends and yes. go see you. My parents asked if you're going to work any blue a little bit. Uh, there'll be the, yeah, absolutely. There'll be some adult content in there. Okay. Now I, I hope hope DP and Janine are good with that. I just I feel badly. I don't want I don't want I don't want like a negative report to come to you They're where it's not like going to be mad. We didn't really yeah, we, exactly. We, we were real disappointed in Danny's mouth. Like, I just <laughs> you know I, I prefer a, a comedian who doesn't need to be vulgar. I like someone to clever. Get a laugh. Yeah, someone who doesn't rely on it. But like here's the thing. I'm not keeping anything from you. You've seen enough. Okay. Every day for hours, it's just you and me looking at each other's faces. Like if my if I have a hair slightly out of place, it bothers you by two thirty p.m. I have seen you perform comedy. I would say somewhere between fifteen and twenty. Times. I would have said a dozen times, probably more than that. I'm, I'll take the over. Yeah, but it I have not seen you perform probably since the pandemic, and so I feel like perhaps I need to go see you again soon. No, I'm t- you don't. Here You've you given it the office, dude. In my old stomping grounds. On the riverboat. On the riverboat. I've been there for events. On the run. And also, you joan on King George all the time. Yes. You're basically going there and taking the money of the good people from King George. That's right. Despite all your joning. That's right. It's, it is hypocritical of me. <laughs> and it, and if you attend tomorrow night on the riverboat, <laughs> King George might catch some shrapnel. Is it going to catch <laughs> yeah, a little leak? Catch now, for the record, Colonial Beach is not technically King George. It's a King George adjacent. It is. It's okay. next to. This is. We, we'll take our boat over. You can put it in Colonial Beach or. Uh-huh. You know, we'll go around Colonial Beach in the water. Um, restaurants, you want to do seafood. There's a couple of really good brunch spots over there. Mm-hmm. But there are people that will drive from up here down to Colonial Beach to just, like, stay overnight at a bed and breakfast. It's a pretty little area down there. Nice little beach. Yeah. So I think you're going to have a blast. I was hoping, though, you might do a little King George skitter bit or two. There'll be some King George shtick okay. to start us off. Not bad. Uh, so, yeah, I told my parents, and they're like, he's coming here? He's coming? And I was like, yeah. They're like, we're going to be there. I was like, all right, great. It's so unnecessary, by the way. That, that It's so kind that they would. You know what I mean? Like, well, it, why it, not? I mean, they'll go so support the cause and well, get a laugh or two. In, in theory. I mean, hope, but listen, they, I mean, they, they gave it the office. Like, both you, the whole, the Paulson family owes me nothing at this stage. See what I'm saying? You guys, you, I mean, you have to put up with me for what, 30 hours a week, do we figure out at, the, at least? Plus, for texting. I mean, just, it's too much of each other already. Right. And now you're like, hey, go see more of Danny and his yes. private musings. Not just the sports stuff that irritates everybody. When, when These I are did, his individual thoughts. When I do sports TV stuff at night, uh-huh. like Nats or Caps related or whatever, I'm not like telling you, I guess, hey, man, I'm doing this if you want to watch. <laughs> like, you kind of, you, you've been there. Yeah. You, you get what's happening. And I like it. I root for you. I want you to, I want things to happen for you. But I, I'm not, it's not that I'm hiding it from you. It's that. Please feel no obligation. There's no obligation. Yeah. I just think this is different. If I, I if, see that, if I was going to, to do something at St. Albans, I might let you know. I see what you. I'm saying? Yep, I do. You're going to Colonial Beach. I am man. going to the Colonial Beach. Now, and, here's in fairness, I didn't realize Colonial Beach was not just Colonial Beach. You're going to the damn riverboat. See, I didn't know that. I didn't know that the Ron was that significant to the to the folks at King George. So, what I'd like to do is: there any chance we could do this? Can we start calling Danny Riverboat Danny? He's performing on the Colonial Beach Riverboat. I'll sell. I'll sell some hats. You can, I'll have my own merch made up and give them away to air, to give to everybody that wants one. You should drive around on a golf cart with your picture on it, uh-huh. and it should say Riverboat Danny, which is what I saw. I went to the park, and Ron Rivera's in the parking lot getting off a golf cart with his logo on all the seats. Hashtag Riverboat Danny. Now Riverboat Danny. He's different mm, than regular Danny. He's different than regular Danny. He takes chances. Yeah, he's very chancy. 
Look out for all the chances being taken. I, I got family in Montrose, Virginia, which is neighbors neighboring to King George. Um, which you got family in Eric? I, I wait. Oh, I get it. <laughs> and um, and it's they're fans of the show. I I think they might come see. You. They're not fans of this show. They're, they're fans, fans of, of Kevin and on no, nine eighty. No, 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 that's my dad. I, yeah. I assume it's his whole family. His nope. dad doesn't know we exist because right. he's listening to nine eighty all the time. Correct. Right. He has family members who do like FM oh. Crystal Clear Radio, where you can they like hear, being able to hear it. Yeah, they like oh, when you can hear what someone saying after five p.m. Yep. Very weird concept. And I was I was just in I was just in Montrose. Uh, uh, what was that? Two weeks ago. The signal out there is amazing. And yeah, hmm. uh, like I said, plenty of family. Have you told them yet that Danny's performing? They. They probably just now heard, so they're gonna go come, want to come see. Let's go. This is eight, awesome. eight o'clock on the Riverboat Run. The gills to this joint, just standing room only. Here's the thing: I get paid the same, so it'd be it's fun either way. <laughs> but I think a hot room helps you. No, a it, bit. it is more fun. I'm I'm joking. Yes, of course, it'd be fun. Riverboat Danny. Riverboat Danny. Now, I thought we, we could look at some things that are different between regular Danny and Riverboat Danny. So this Danny punts from the 33 yard line in a in a huge game. Correct. Yeah, that's what Riverboat Danny does. Fourth and six. Riverboat Danny says, "Let's go punt it." Punt it. Get out there and punt it, Tress. Remember the time when you were leaving the parking lot and you, like, sped really fast and picked up a cone while you were driving and you ran into someone's car? Grant. That was Riverboat Danny. Why would? No, no, the reason I'm bringing it up is not Joan. Why would you bring that up? Here's why. That wasn't Danny. That was Riverboat Danny. Oh, that's not my fault. That was Riverboat Danny. Exactly. I see. See what I'm saying? I get it now. Any other things that come to mind that were Riverboat Danny? Plenty. Plenty. Most we can't. You get it? Because you were taking a risk. Taking a risk there. Poor Yvonne, by the way, just minding her business. And like, I left it like, dear, I don't know whose car this is, but sorry. Well, that's the best I part. I scratched it. People don't remember. So what, what exactly did you do? You were backing up? Yeah. So there was a cone that needed to be moved. And so what I did. Which, by the way, the cones are there to not be moved. Remember that part. No, this cone, They what they wanted me to do, This the, the, the folks in the parking garage, they wanted me to put the cone back to block the parking spot when I was done with it. Okay, that so was you the old arrangement. To park there. Got yeah, you. so they, they they set it aside for me so I could plug my car in at that point. That the Ford Fusion I was driving. So I I go here's what I'll do, I'll back the car with my door slightly open, grab the cone and then drop it off in one fell swoop. So I'm only looking to the left out the door to grab the cone <laughs> in a in a tight city parking lot, and I took about four and a half feet. From from start to finish of a, a just a scrape. Gross old car, right? Yeah. No, that year, brand new BMW. Yeah. Beautiful, beautiful BMW. That was a little more ugly after I was done with it. So, but the best part, and I wasn't here this day. I just heard about it via yeah group text. Uh-huh. But the best part was you didn't know who it was. No. Nope. And you so you leave a little note, and you're like, hey, really sorry, this happened. I did this. Thinking you'll meet a stranger, and you'll never talk to them again. It was one of our main salespeople. Yes. Who we see every single day in the cafeteria. Every, we used to. Every day. Back when, uh, pre-pandemic, when people worked here every people day. People would come into the, into the, into the office. <laughs> that was a while ago, obviously. Yeah, a lot of things have happened since then. Let's go to Andrew in Stafford. Hey, hey Andrew. Andrew. How are you? Andrew? Andrew. Okay, then. You will get nothing. All right. Fine. And Do you your like way. it. That's cool. That wasn't. Andrew, they call. That was Riverboat Andrew. Riverboat Andrew. A different Andrew. <laughs> just, yeah, he didn't. You just, he just give the guys a silent treatment on the call-in show. He didn't, he didn't know what was going on. John O'Rand of Sports Business Journal going to come our way at 5 o'clock. We'll talk to him about all the developments in RSNs with baseball and uh, what's next 
with Dan Snyder and the Commanders as well. So we'll get his thoughts on everything developing on the Snyder front at 5. Next on GND, you're going to hear what Ron Rivera said about what kind of quarterback, veteran QB, the team will look for to pair with Sam Howell this offseason or Grant and Danny. We're Grant and Danny. This is the fan. Thanks for locking in the radio on 106.7 today. Ron Rivera has done a bunch of interviews last few days out at the NFL Combine, and one of those interviews was with Pro Football Focus's Sam Monson and Trevor Sikama, who's our guy. Uh, Those two guys interviewed him about Sam Howell being the starting quarterback this coming season. Rivera stuck with the, the same rhetoric that, you know, he's the most likely guy to start. He's the top of the depth chart guy. But they're not naming him the starter. He's going to have to compete. But we got more insight into what they're thinking about the veteran quarterback that they could bring in than we've gotten in any other answer from Rivera, I think. So let's play that and let people hear this. What I did was I talked to every one of our coordinator candidates about him specifically. Okay. Just so everybody knew how we saw him, how we feel about him, and that we think he has the opportunity, the chance, and the ability to, uh, to, to be the starting quarterback. But we weren't giving him anything. And so one of the things we talked about, too, was once we've done that, we've got to make sure we go out and find competition, veteran competition, guys that's going to come in and compete and push him, and maybe, who knows, maybe win the job, but at the same time, be there to compete. And if he doesn't get it, we got to believe this guy uh, enough is going to go out. And then what he's going to do is he's going to accept you know, the, the situation that he is the backup. And, and that's what you're going to have to do now. Again, I, I'm not precluding this guy the opportunity if he does come in, whether it be Taylor or somebody else, that they can win that job. So to me, this kind of confirms what we have been speculating, which is they want a veteran quarterback, but we didn't really know which pool are they going to dip into for their QB. And Rivera says, well, he's careful to say, who knows? They could win the job. Who knows? They could outcompete and out, wit and outlast survivor style, Sam Howe. They got to be okay being a backup. That is a very important it's a big distinction. distinction. Yep. No one thinks they're going to get in Derek Carr, I don't think, in town right now. I know nationally that's still being pushed some. But a guy like Derek Carr is going to get an amount of money that guarantees that he starts. There are other free agent quarterbacks out there that would get an amount of money that would dictate that they are on the field. There's another tier below that, though, of guys that may not be okay just coming in to be a backup. As an example, when Marcus Mariota got benched last year for Desmond Ritter, the way the reports go, Danny, he took his ball and went home. Like, left the team. Left. Does Baker Mayfield want to go somewhere to possibly be a backup to a guy that looks exactly like him with a beard? He may not. We don't know. Is he cool being a number two quarterback after bouncing around last season and showing a little bit of life in L.A. with the Rams? Sam Darnold, Baker Mayfield, Jimmy Garoppolo, those types of guys are probably hoping to start again. Very, very different than... Mike White, Taylor Heineke, Blaine Gabbert, Nick Mullins, Brandon Allen, Josh Johnson, Nathan Peterman, like those types of veterans who we'll bring them in and let them compete. And maybe just maybe you'll be the starter, okay? But when we name Sam Howell the quarterback, we're just not saying it, but we're going to. When we name him the quarterback, no harm, no foul. You're happy to be here. They want Jacoby Brissett. They want... 
Mason Rudolph. Good one. They want uh, Cooper Rush. They're looking for Philip Walker, XFL legend. They're not looking for Baker Mayfield, in my opinion. That makes sense, that distinction, right? Makes perfect sense. Now, there's some guys that may not be sure that they're in that tier that may have a rude awakening ahead of them and find out that that's where they are. <laughs> Might lack a little bit of what we call awareness. <laughs> yeah, but I, I think generally it makes perfect sense. By the way, again, this is my hand going in the air, all in favor of it. Like Andy Dalton's a good example of this. Yes. Andy Dalton is a guy who, over the last few years at times, as a second quarterback, has been flushed onto the field, and then he's either outperformed or kept the job or whatever. Like last year, he gave the Saints a better chance than Winston after playing, and he became the starter. Yeah, he's like a QB one and a half. But he is mostly, as he has gone to Chicago to back up, I think it was Fields, and then as he's gone to New Orleans to back up Winston, he is fine being a backup. He has decided, I'm not a starter anymore. I, I get where I am on the totem pole. Now, after this past season, I don't know if he's still going to feel that way. Because if you look at PFF grade and some other things, like there's actually some argument that he played pretty well. He was decent. He might now think he should, in a league with 32 quarterbacks, maybe there aren't 32 better than me, I should start. But you're looking for a guy who will come here to try to start, but I read that as someone who has accepted that they are not that important. It knows what they us. are in the hierarchy. Yeah. Uh, to me, this this is the, I don't, I don't have a better way to express this, but I think of this as the Case Keenum tier, the Mitch Trubisky tier. Tyrod Taylor. Where, where you look at somebody that even if they do start, we all know there's a shot clock. Right now, usually that's associated with a first-round pick that maybe needs some time to season or or whatever. But when Tyrod Taylor was in was in then I think it was San Diego, maybe they'd already moved to LA. But we're all just looking at our watch, waiting for Justin Herbert. Right when Case Keenum's getting the start, when Mitch Trubisky's keeping the seat warm, you know it's a matter of weeks. It's not years, weeks until the first-round pick in this case, Kenny Pickett or whomever is going to be the starter. You wouldn't do that in this situation normally, where maybe you start the veteran with the idea that how's going to go. You'd like to see Sam Howell now with the year of seasoning under his belt, having sat behind two guys that have been in the league for a while. You sort of let him run with it to sink or swim with that starting quarterback role. Excuse me, QB1. we got to be very uh, distinct. Don't say starter. You can't say starter. And that guy then ends up being the the, the number two, great in the, uh, in the in the film room, great backup, great guy to have on the sideline with the earpiece in, pretending to listen to all the plays that are called. Makes perfect sense to me. That's the tier that I want. For the record, Tyrod Taylor, just because we named him a couple of times, he's under contract with the Giants for one more year. Mm-hmm. Not a free agent. But my my point, and I think your point, is that's the kind of guy you're talking about. Yes. If they played, they can play okay. But they know what they are. Frankly, we're talking about Taylor Heineke. If Taylor Heineke wasn't iconic here for some reason, like if he wasn't a legend where everyone has his jersey and listens to every podcast he does, and he's like, Oh man, he vapes. That's awesome. I don't know if he vapes, but like that—that's the gist of everything. Like you see that Taylor Heineke bought shoes, man. He's the coolest. I have shoes too. I wear shoes, and, and there's certain colors after wins. Whoa, man, I love this guy. He's just like me. If it wasn't whatever that is, mm-hmm. you could probably have Taylor Heineke here, but it is like that. We think it's awesome that he has shoes, and because of that, it's going to be hard for him to be the backup. I think because a lot of people have shoes. Like, so many. Many people have shoes. Not everyone, but a lot. Many. I remember when I used to drive to King's Dominion, there were shoes hanging from the telephone pole. Even that telephone pole has shoes. Taylor Heineke has shoes. Shoes. <laughs> Outside of fraternities on over telephone wires, right. there were shoes. Anyway, I do wonder how that will be treated. Because if you want to give Sam Howell the best shot at succeeding, and you may not care, by the way. And, by the way, that that's the dirty little secret. It may be no harm, no foul. If Sam Howell doesn't, doesn't swim 
great, then he's a fifth rounder, nothing really lost. That's the part that nobody wants to talk about. Then you you may just bring Taylor Heineke back to save your bacon again and give you a relevant season, you know, so you can go right around 500 because that's sort of the specialty and that's the rest, that's the, the, the tier you're in. But if you really want to give Sam Howell the best shot, I wouldn't have celebrity cool guy drink the Bud Light on the plane Agreed. wearing wearing TikTok chains or whatever back here. Agreed. I would do the person that we have no affinity for. Again, we keep saying Jacoby Brissett, but the guy that this fan base doesn't love, isn't enamored with, doesn't care about, isn't wed to. I would do that. I don't know that Ron thinks that way. I just came up with an idea. I don't know if it's a terrible idea or a good idea that we could possibly do at 6 o'clock. What if we put all the random backup quarterbacks into like a hat and, and I'll use my randomizer and we'll We'll just hit the randomize button, and we'll just see what it comes up with, and then we'll just imagine that guy coming to Washington and talk about what that would be like. We could just go through, like, ten names. We'll just randomize it. Like, okay, the guy they just got is... Lamar Jackson. Trace McSorley. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Yeah. And just see what happens. <laughs> Did you see? You know? I'm in. Trace McSorley's coming home. Good bit. Now we can do that. Or I'm not. In. I mean, we, we either way. Why, why aren't you saying back your own idea? Like, uh, it's fun. I think it's fun. I liked it. Darius? I'm in. Let's do Show it. Show meeting. Show meeting right You here. see what he did right there? As soon as he, yeah. He's like, well, or we could not do it. I don't know. Well, Let's do it. You there's what probably happened? something better we could do. Darius is in. I'm in. Show meeting right here, right now. I'm in. Let's Ryan do this. Ryan hated the idea. I saw it. You in saw it in his face. I actually love it. I think I think this is a great idea. I mean, honestly, wow. there's going to be a couple starters in that package. I really do think that. Are you doing a Ron Rivera cadence? You sneak one in there? <laughs> I thought that I, I did it, but I thought you, you've been doing that more lately. I don't know if Ron's just rubbing off. Are you trying to do Rivera? I, I was not trying to do it. It just is oh, rubbing no. off on me at it this It happens. Point. We've listened to so much Rivera audio because he's yeah. been interviewed 214 times audio. in the last month. And by that standard, I'm surprised Darius doesn't walk around going, my shoes are where I am. My feet are here, okay? We got an update <laughs> coming up. We really do. Darius is just cutting Rivera for an hour every single day. <laughs> and not it, even on the tape. Why? Why not? That was, do not start something that's not there. We're just going to do this one segment at six. It's a good idea from Grant, Ron. When Ryan said what he said, I thought the same <laughs> thing. I'm like, yeah. oh, my God. That was Rivera. It's a good idea. I think it really is. It's like when you when you you see, like you grow up, you're, but, you're at your buddy's house all the time, uh-huh. and you start to see some of their mannerisms are exactly like their dad or something. It was like he was becoming Ron Rivera. Uh-huh. He dropped an I really do, okay? I really do, okay? <laughs> well, you guys really want to go there, don't yes, you? Yes, it's today, fine, coach. coach. It's fine. I, I'll take credit. That idea was Riverboat Grant. That's a Riverboat idea. Because it's aggressive. I normally wouldn't have come up with something Mm-mm, like that. But it's a premium idea. John Orand of the Sports Business Journal joins us next on G&D. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. 
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.